What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Back at it again today, man. Tuesday, March 12th. Hope all you guys are having a good week. Hope all you guys finish out your week strong. Man, um, today, man, March officially started. And when I say that, obviously, I don't literally mean the month of March, but I mean March Madness. The madness has definitely started. Um, conference tournaments um, have, have started. Um a lot of teams have already punched their tickets to the big dance, um, which is the NCAA tournament. And today, man, I think the first major upset happened in the WCC, the West Coast Conference, um, where the St. Mary Gales, I know you weren't expecting to hear their name, beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs in a weird and tough and interesting game, to say the least. They played in Las Vegas, where the tournament is held, I believe, every year. Um, in the New Orleans arena, which is a brand new arena out in Vegas. Um, and yeah, man, they beat them by a score of 60 to 47, which sounds crazy because Gonzaga averages close to 90 points and they haven't lost in um, in conference at all this this year. They're undefeated in conference and they lost and they were held to 47 points. They were held to pretty much half of what they averaged, which is insane. So first of all, just want to give a, you know, a ovation and round of applause to their coach, Randy Bennett. Um, Cause I don't, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I don't know much about this team, but I know a few things about this team. I know two players on this team, but let me run down the stats real quick and I'll get to that. Or actually I'll say this with the win, St. Mary's has punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament, so congrats to them first and foremost. They're now 22-11 and 11 on the season. Um, and Gonzaga, they're still going to make the tournament because they have great wins, um, like, you know, pre- in, in the non-conference, and they've beaten some good teams. So they, they, they're they going to be in the in the uh, NCAA tournament. So And they're 30-3, and they're so all the people saying they should be a two-seed or whatever, they're still going to be a one-seed unless something else happens in the ACC tournament this weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll be a, a two-seed. But going down the stats, Malik Fitz for, for St. Mary's. Malik Fitz, shout out to him, man. He's actually from... Um, uh, near my hometown. I don't know if he's actually from Rancho, but I know he's from the IE, so shout out to him. He went to Damien High School. Um, they produce D1 players every year in basketball. Um, the last I actually heard about him, he was in Florida. When he first left school, or no, actually, I'm lying. When he first left high school, he went to a prep school, and then he went to, I think he went to either Central Florida or South Florida. I want to say it was South Florida. And then he ended up at St. Mary's. And now he's one of their best scorers. I think he's their second best scorer. Second leading scorer with 15 points. Um, so shout out to him, man. Malik Fitz. He had eight points today and three rebounds. He only had eight points today, but don't be fooled. He had two fouls in the first half that made him sit out a majority of the first half. But nonetheless, they still got the job done. So running down the stats, like I said, Malik Fitz had eight points, three rebounds. Jordan Hunter, who had a big-time game for St. Mary's, um, had 12 points, 15 rebounds, one steal, one block. Tanner Krebs had 13 points, one assist, one rebound, three steals. Tommy Kuse had eight points, three assists, three rebounds. Jordan Ford 
is the other dude I know. He's a NorCal legend. Um, he's from the Sacramento area. He's not from Sacramento, but he's from NorCal. Um, I know him because he was a good high school player. He went to Fordham, which is up north. You know, gave buckets. Um, he was a rival of um, uh, what's his name? Noah Blackwell, who's currently at Fresno State right now. Um, so yeah, shout out to Jordan Ford. He had 17 points. He actually is their leading scorer. I think he averages close to 20 points or probably like 21 points. So he had 17 points today, one rebound, one steal. And then Matthias Tass had two points, five rebounds, two steals for Gonzaga. Brandon Clark, who's probably one of the best glue guys in all of the nation. If you don't know what a glue guy is, a glue guy is a team that makes the team run. A glue guy is the key to every engine. Like, say, I think the best example for NBA player is Draymond Green. Without Draymond Green, the Warriors do not work the same. If you're a hooper, you know that. Without Draymond Green, the Warriors are not, they're not, I'm not going to say they're terrible. They're a terrible team, but they don't function the same. They don't, they got to, you know, figure out different ways to, you know, go. But Draymond is that. So, and Brandon Clark is that for this Gonzaga Bulldog team. So, with that being said, he had 16 points, eight rebounds, one block. Roy Hachimura, Hachimura had an off night, which I'm not going to lie. Gonzaga as a whole team had an off night, but that's not an excuse. Like, it's not an excuse. It's March. You know, you're supposed to win games. At this point, you know, it's March. Every game, you know, any loss could be your last game of the season. So they had an off night, but they're lucky it wasn't the NCAA tournament and it's just their conference tournament. So Roy Hachimura had nine points, two assists, five rebounds, one steal, which is an off night for him. Corey Kispert, <clears throat> excuse me, had five points, three rebounds, one steal. Zach Norvell had definitely a bad shooting night. Two points, two rebounds, one block. We'll get back to him in a second. Josh Perkins had 10 points, four assists, two rebounds, two steals. And Killian Tilly had five points, one rebound. Now, the start of this game, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't even going to – I had no plans on watching this game today. I would just happen to be on ESPN, and the game just happened to air on ESPN. Um, the start of this game was very interesting. Um, it seemed like Gonzaga was going to come out and blow these dudes out because their defense got a, a couple stops, and offensively, they were getting fouled a lot. St. Mary's was doing a lot of fouling. And like I said, Malik Fitz had two early fouls. He sat out probably for at least, he probably sat out for like 16 minutes in the first half, like literally. Um, and I thought, like I said, I thought Gonzaga was just going to blow him out because, you know, they were getting stops for a little bit. And, you know, St. Mary's was fouling. And then St. Mary's started scoring. Josh Hunter was, I mean, Jordan Hunter, excuse me. Jordan Hunter was very effective in the post against Gonzaga's bigs. And if you know Gonzaga's bigs, which are Roy Hamachi Roar, excuse me, and Brandon Clark, they are very good at defense. They play defense. They know how to slide their feet. I don't know why I'm talking crazy right now. They know how to slide their feet. They know how to block shots, and they know how to contest shots, more importantly. And they know how to contest shots without fouling. And Jordan Hunter was really giving them the work in the post tonight, like really, like, like I said, he only had 12 points, but he had an effective 12 points that is a big reason they're in the tournament right now. And 15 rebounds against Gonzaga's bigs is very impressive. So credit to him. He's probably the MVP for St. Mary's tonight. But, you know, like I said, the first half, it was pretty much, it wasn't even back and forth to keep it a buck. It was more like, you know, St. Mary's was up three, St. Mary's was up two, Gonzaga would score, and then St. or tie it up, and then St. Mary's would come back, boom. And then it's like the whole night, every like even the announcer was expecting a big time run from Gonzaga, and they just 
couldn't do it. Like every time, you know, it seemed like Gonzaga was because Gonzaga was right there the entire night. Like St. Mary's was leading the entire game, but Gonzaga was right there on their hip and they just couldn't narrow the gap. Like the gap wasn't that big, but it felt like every time Gonzaga made a little move, St. Mary's hit him with a big time blow. Like, like just and it just hurt. Like it felt. I know Gonzaga fans. Like you would see the the crowd start to get into it. Like Gonzaga's fans would just go crazy. They would make a big old ovation, and it didn't flutter or it didn't make any you know distractions to St. Mary's. It's like they weren't rattled at all. Like they knew the environment. It seems like they had been there before. And I've watched a couple of St. Mary's games in the past, not this season's St. Mary's team, but last year I watched them play BYU at home. And, you know, they played in some big-time games. So it's like they they weren't rattled at all. This team was definitely ready to win tonight. They were prepared to win. They definitely bought into their coach's game plan. Their execution was on point tonight. And like I said, Gonzaga had an off night. Like, But you can't have – it's March, though. Like you have to understand – like I said, it's March. It is March. If you're a college basketball player, March is the most important month of the entire season because everything you work for comes down to this month right here. This is where champions are made. And like I said, Zach Norvell probably had his worst game of the season. Two points. And he's easily Gonzaga's best shooter. And Gonzaga has a few shooters on this team. But if if we were doing a three-point shooting contest, I'm taking Zach Norvell in my sleep. Zach Norvell is a talented kid from Chicago, played for Mac Aaron Fire. Um, he's an ultimate bucket getter. He's known for his shooting. He is a shooter first. But today he shot 1 of 11 from the field goal, and he shot 0 of 6 from 3. 0 of 6 from 3 is not what Zach Norvell does. I'll tell you that right now. I would bet $100 that he'll never go 0 for 6 in another game while he's wearing a Gonzaga jersey because he's just that good of a shooter. Like like I said, he had an off night, but it's March. And credit to St. Mary's defense because he did put up some terrible shots, and they did contest most of those shots, almost all those shots. He missed one that was off an offensive rebound where he was wide open, which he should have just drained. It was actually It actually went halfway in, halfway out, but it's just that type of night. So when your jumper's not falling, you got to be effective in other ways. That's just how I look at it. If your jumper's not falling, go to the glass and go get a foul, get to the free throw line, you know, watch the ball go through the bucket. But he just kept settling for that jumper, and it just wasn't working. Or, you know, drop a dime. Get a stop on defense. It's just the little things that would get you going. Like, Killian Tilly had some big-time plays, but – you know, like I said, it just he only had five point he only had five points. You know, Zach Norvell ended up with two. Roy Hachimura, he, I think he averages probably like sixteen, seventeen. He probably averages more than that. I'm probably lowballing it. I'm just guessing. But he only had nine points. And he's supposed to be a lottery pick. I'm not saying this game is gonna, you know, deter him from that lottery pick status because he definitely is a he's gonna be a solid NBA player for a team. But nine points in a championship game is gonna look at him and just be like what happened? What went wrong? It's almost like Gonzaga was out at the casino last night, honestly, because they were in Vegas, and that's just how they look. They look slow. They look like there was no patience, and I kind of blame Josh Perkins, too. 
I actually like Josh Perkins. He's, you know, he's a crafty point guard. He's smart, high IQ, knows where to put the pass, knows how to get his team involved. He's a smart point guard. He actually, honest to keep it a book, he probably has one of my favorite mixtapes of all time from Ball's Life. His mixtape is literally just him at the Fab 48 in Vegas dropping dimes. Literally, because he's one of the best passers in the nation. But today it was like he took a lot of dumb shots. Like, for instance, in the second half, he came down. He was he had the ball. Um, I think it was probably like a one-on-two situation. But he was wide open, though, in the fast break. He came down and was about to pull for three. And then the man, and then one player for St. Mary's came and contested it late. And he skipped past it to a semi-open player, teammate, who was, like, like I said, semi-open. That means he was open for a second, but the time the pass got there, he was contested. And then they swing it, they reverse it. Two, two passes all the way back to Josh Perkins. He shoots it contested with the hand in his face, and he airballs. A three. And I'm just sitting there like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you are so much smarter than that. You are so much better than that. And you're sitting here doing that. Like, and it, it was just that it was just that kind of night for Gonzaga. So, man, so like going down some stats, some team stats, St. Mary's altogether field goals. They shot 23 of 51. That's 45 percent. Gonzaga field goals. They shot 18 of 48. That's 37 percent. St. Mary's shot four of 14 from three, which is 28 percent. Gonzaga shot two for 17, which is 11 percent. They shot two of 17 from three. St. Mary shot 10 of 11 from free throw, which is 90%. Gonzaga shot 9 of 12, which is 75%. St. Mary's, another key, St. Mary's won the rebounding battle, 34 to 27. It's not every night that Gonzaga's getting out-rebounded. They are a very well-coached and fundamental team and sound rebounding team. Mark Few is a, very, is a hell of a coach, Hall of Fame coach for sure. His team rarely loses a rebounding battle. And I'm not saying it's uncommon, or I'm not saying it, it's like, it's, you know, crazy, but it's a once in a blue moon. But um, St. Mary's only have four total assists today, which is crazy. And they still won by uh, 13. Four assists, that's all they had. Gonzaga has six assists. St. Mary's had seven steals. And Gonzaga had five steals. St. Mary's only had one block shot tonight. Gonzaga had two, and then St. Mary's had 11 total turnovers, and Gonzaga had 12. Um, I want to shout out to Malik Fitz again, because like I said, he he got he picked up two early fouls in the first half, but he came back in the second half and hit a big-time three. I think he hit two big-time threes, and he had a layup, and that kind of surged. You know, It gave St. Mary's life in the beginning of the second half because when you're playing in a big-time game like this, Everybody has to produce, and that's exactly what happened for St. Mary's. St. Mary's, I don't know if they usually only play one player off the bench, but they only played one player off the bench today or tonight. They only had two bench points. So that should that should tell you a lot right there in itself. Malik Fitz came off, you know, in the second half and went crazy. Only eight points, but those eight points were big eight points, like – Jordan Ford had a big time three where Gonzaga, one of Gonzaga's defenders was reaching. He, you know, he poked the ball away. He dove for the ball. He missed it. Jordan Ford picked it up. It was probably like two seconds left on the shot clock. He pulled up, he hit, he shot the three, wet ball. Like little plays like that just changed the course of a game. And it was just that kind of night for St. Mary's. And it 
wasn't that kind of night for Gonzaga. So with all that being said, man, shout out to St. Mary's. Um, they're the biggest shocker of March, you know, of this March so far. They're the first shocker of this March. Um, congrats to them for winning the West Coast tournament. Um, congrats for them making the NCAA tournament. I don't know how many appearances they have in the tournament, but this is a big-time program win, big-time school win. Um, and it, like I said, congrats on making the tournament, man. So with all that being said, man, please like, comment, subscribe, share, rate, review, and all those other good things. I want to wish y'all a very, very blessed, safe, and hard-working rest of your week. Get the job done, whatever you're doing. Keep grinding, stay on your toes, and most importantly, stay positive. So with all that being said, man, it has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Who's Podcast. Love and peace.